And so I definitely can get the appeal of being in a coven and studying to Wicca um, and doing all that high magic and the, the ceremony, doing things all the time. I just think that's like awesome to look for the group. It's not something that I particularly would go into, but I do see the appeal. And I do think that's like a, a it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I agree. The, the way I see the, the red soul flower magic family, it's basically a, it's a coven. It's a virtual coven made up of, of a whole bunch of solo practitioners. Like everyone is doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. However, it can be really powerful to have that group energy for manifestation. So, you know, protection and healing and whatever that is. So when we get together once a month and we create our, you know, we do our symbol and then we activate it together, there's something very powerful more than just working on your own. I'm Witchy. And I'm Woo. Welcome to the Witchy and Woo podcast with your hosts, Aunt Carla and Empress Shoshana. Join us each episode as we conjure up conversations about magic, lore, energy, and more. Hey, Empress Shoshana, how are you? Hey, Aunt Carla, I am doing stellar. And you know what, Aunt Carla? What's that? I think today we can talk about the difference, our take on the difference of witchcraft and Wiccan. Oh, Wicca, Wicca, Wiccan. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that, because I think that people who are coming into the craft are people who have been in the craft for a while. Mm -hmm. And when I say the craft, I mean witchcraft, not the movie. Um, That's. That is a question. I know when I first came in and around, I didn't understand if there was, I thought they were the same thing and interchangeably, Mm -hmm. but I would like to clear up at least with our opinion on the difference between (laughs) those two. And we'll see where the conversation goes. You in? I'm in. I'm in. All right. All right, listener, let's do this. So first I'm going to start with Wicca. Okay. Wicca is in my opinion, a religion for witches. Mm -hmm. So every Wiccan member is a witch, but not every witch is in Wicca. Got it. Got it. And also Wicca, my understanding, has a particular path. Like there's certain things that they do. Because if you say religion, that means there's going to be certain rites or things that everyone knows. Ceremonies. And um, I believe it's called high magic. That was what they Ah, do. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Different processes and rituals and they do things in a certain way. And I believe the leaders of a coven, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. covens, which are like, I, I was compared to like a church Yes, yes. We call it a coven, a group yes. of people. And the leader of that would be a high priestess. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, that makes yeah, sense. but I'm not sure. And listener, if you know, or on Carl, if you know, there could, if, if a guy is it, mm-hmm. and you, would he be a high priest? I don't know. Perhaps, I guess if he is like the head of it. Because um, I have a, a friend in England, by the way, um, who has participated in covens where men are present and actually some of them they're more than one but i don't know if they're necessarily wiccan because like wiccan is really only one form of of witchcraft of of like a more kind of high magic ceremonial type Mm -hmm. path there's like also gardenarian after someone last name Gardner <laughs> therefore so it's Gardner Gardnerian Gardnerian Gardner Gardner anyway um that he and that was a man and he had a particular path and so 
that was definitely high magic and there are lots of um rules and and pathways and rituals and things that they do so so it's different but it's just another path and and but my my also understand my other understanding is that i don't know if wicca came from one particular person so i think i think uh i think it's john gardner so he might have started in wicca but then he wanted to go do things a little differently so he started his own path and that was the gardnerian uh gardnerian magic so you know just like just like regular religions you know um you had catholicism and then we had lutherism luther because like like luther he lutheran? created like these new yes lutheran you know we have presbyterian we have episcopalian but they're all christian but they have these different paths and ways of and, and they still use the bible but they have different rituals or different ways of explaining things or different different um perspectives i don't know but it's all but it's all christian so i imagine that with witchcraft you can be a wiccan but you could be gardnerian you could be all these other things um like i don't know a lot about high magic you know with the ceremonies because you know i don't have all time for that you know <laughs> hoodoo is my background so i'm i'm like quick and dirty i'm like let's make this this ritual happen i'm not about needing to have a whole bunch of people in order to get the thing done i don't need a whole bunch of fancy chalices and tools i'm like you know get get me my thing and, and let's make it happen so as you were saying about gardner is gerald Bristow ah. gardner and Aha. um created wicca in the 1950s oh he created wicca see i was wrong so then what's gardnery so but i so it's my understanding and i could be wrong that there's also people when they talk about gardnerian magic they're not necessarily talking about wicca but maybe they are i we might have to uh i don't know that's very very interesting <laughs> yeah 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 but gerald gardner did you say gerald gerald, gerald gardner and um all right, all right. It's very oh, so he's the father of Wicca among the pagan and uh, according to the pagan and uh what's it occult um communities, he's considered the father of Wicca. The That's very interesting. Yeah, and okay. as you were talking before we started recording recording, you were talking about Doreen Valente, who's also yes. into Wicca. Yes, yes. But the thing about Dorian Valente, Dorian, Dorian, Doreen, 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 yes, Doreen Valiente, she's known as the mother of modern witchcraft because something that she did that was, I, su I suppose is a little different, she didn't believe that people needed to be initiated in order to practice it. Mm -hmm. So she's written all these books. So, you know, you could buy the book and uh, buy any of her books and learn um and learn magic through that so you know a lot of people don't necessarily have access to a coven so she made it accessible for a lot of people so a lot of people read her books and and uh you know learn magic that way yeah and i think it's interesting because sometimes when you're coming into the craft and, and when i say the craft i just want to say which i mean which craft i'm just yes too lazy to say the witch partner to say the craft right right um so when people are coming into the craft 
you do feel alone. And so I definitely can get the appeal of being in a coven and studying to Wicca um, and doing all that high magic and there's some, the ceremony doing things all the time. I just think that's like awesome to look for the group. It's not something that I particularly would go into, but I do see the appeal. And I do think that's like a, a it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, when we do our crayon coven meetings or crayon coven manifestation circles, I'm sort of of a mind that it's a way to, the, the way I see the, the red soul flower magic family, it's basically a, it's a coven. It's a virtual coven made up of, of a whole bunch of solo practitioners. Like everyone is doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. However, it can be really powerful to have that group energy for manifestation. So, you know, protection and healing and whatever that is. So when we get together once a month and we create our, you know, we do our symbol and then we activate it together, there's something very powerful more than just working on your own. So Mm -hmm. there is that power. However, I suppose like Doreen Valiente, I don't feel that you have to be in a coven. And I like having that, uh, loose, flexible nature of having a coven that you can come and go and it's not limited to 13 people and there's no rules. There's no initiation. My thing is we're coming together as a group of like-minded people who want to manifest things for ourselves. And while we're doing that, we are helping each other co-create. So I, I do like the Doreen Valiente approach and that you don't have to be initiated. But yeah, I, I do see how a whole coven and, and the big high ceremony and wearing the robes or no clothes at all, because they do mm-hmm. that too. Um, I'm sure that could be really, you know, interesting. Um, but I don't think I'd necessarily be in, into uh, being naked with a group of people. But you know, hey, <laughs> different strokes. Yep. Some people are just more free. <laughs> so then with witchcraft it's just not yeah it's just everything with i don't say everything with Wicca. it's just really practicing and working with nature and creating your own life but it's not having to follow rules or doing it with a group or doing high ceremony rituals and things it could just be you a candle it could just be even just you and yes. the food and that's all you need Yes, you're you're using the power of nature or spirits or whatever to create transformation. That's, you know, you're creating magic. That is being a witch. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of, you know, the word witch has a lot of, triggers a lot of people. And it doesn't have to, but, you know, it's it's been for, let's see, since like the 1490s, that might have been like some of the, the earlier um original or even the middle ages when they've had those um witch hunts and you know putting well you know we don't have to get into the deep dark (laughs) but i mean you know the history of witchcraft is so that people have been persecuted whether Mm -hmm. or not they were actually um being they might not have even actually been a witch but they would be called that and therefore their lives would basically be over one way or another. They would be shunned. They would be outcasts or they might be, you know, jailed, put to death, that kind of thing. So I understand, you know, a lot of people don't, aren't really comfortable with that word. Um, But, you know, there's even, if you go back to pagan, pagan just means pre-Christian, like the things Mm, that people were doing before, before, Pre, pre before Christianity was a thing, you know, because I'm always like, you know, 
Christianity has only been around for 2000 years. And when you think about the history of the world, 2000 really is not that long. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. But human civilization has been around for at least 40,000 years that we can trace. So that means people were finding their own meanings for what the sun was, how people, you know, how women gave birth. And they came up with all these other ideas that had nothing to do with you know with with this this uh man named jesus so all of those those older ideas fall under pagan so one of those idea is animism a-n-i-m-i-s-m and that is the idea that everything in nature has a spirit in it so whether it's a tree or a rock you know you are communing with this plant or um you are calling in the wind all of those things those are all of those ideas that that people were using to um to explain their magic and one of the more recent ideas was like the goddess the goddess was huge before christianity came through because and it and it makes logic it makes logical sense when you think of it a woman gave birth a woman could also feed her child with her breasts so at that time, people were like, well, God must be a woman, clearly, because she can create life. She can bring life and she can feed it. Mm-hmm. So so people worshipped the goddess for a very long time before. So that's also considered pagan. So and, and also um, they had multiple gods, you know, multiple um, gods and goddesses. And then when Christianity came into power, they wanted to take all of these different gods and goddesses and other p- things that, that people were uh, following and just kind of bring them all under one God. They wanted one God, one language, and just make it like really nice and neat. Um, but, you know, many people do not like that idea. And um, it's, it's, People can't help believing whatever it is they believe. And even if, you know, someone was to come to us right now and say, this is what I believe, fight me. I'm like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to fight you. I'm not going to fight you because you believe what you believe. And um, so when we, when we think about witches or pagan or Wiccan, I guess a lot of them are all the same. They just have different names. So what I wanted to, there is, and I can't think of what it is. It's this Wiccan um, creed, rule, principle. It's the rule yes. of three. Yes, yes, yes. That's Wiccan. It's definitely Wiccan. And that is the rule of three saying that anything that you do will come back to you threefold. Right. Now that is definitely Wiccan and they call it the Wiccan read. And they also have another like an ethical thing. It's, it's, um, do what you will, but harm none. So that's still that same thing. So, so the thing about Wicca is, I guess, also that it's coming from that love and light place. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that exactly, but they're they're really about being responsible with 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 magic and, um, you know, use your power for good. Mm-hmm. But before, but that's you know, but there's a privilege there, and when I think about hoodoo, for example, hoodoo was a magic created by enslaved Africans. And there was no room for mm-hmm. love and light. Yeah. They came out of the womb already prosecuted, persecuted. They came out of the womb 
if their parent, if your mother was a slave, you were a slave, period. You were born into this life. So you weren't allowed to marry. You could be sold away. You could be whipped and all this, this really harsh life. So the magic that they, exactly, you were property. You weren't allowed to read all of these things. So the idea of if I do something to protect myself or if I send magic back to you, that idea is going to come back to me three times as bad. It's not going to make any sense because if you're already in the behind the eight ball, if you're already coming out this life already persecuted, why am I going to care about, you know, I'm just going to protect myself. And that's really what that magic was for. So a lot of some people listening to this, you know, to to our dear, dear listener, um, remember that not everyone not everyone is wicked, not every witch is wicked, and not everyone follows the rule of three. And if that's the case, like if you meet someone, there's no point in you trying to 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 convert them or change their mind. Everyone has a right to their own practice and their own right to practice they, the way they want. And if you are, you know, a person of color who has been, you know, persecuted or you've been discriminated against, you know, magic is just part of the toolbox you use to to level the playing field so the rule of three isn't going to apply mm. <laughs> okay yeah so Across it so there you know <laughs> i mean it's really nice to talk about the wiccan rule of three if you're if if you're on the right side of the law you know it's like oh it's easy for you to say mm-hmm. but you're not you know you're not getting beaten so right yeah Right. That is one way to think of it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. And then. <laughs> so then another thing I want to talk about was the idea that you have to, hmm, you think I want to say this. I feel that a lot of people take the, the, the creed or the information from Wicca and try to place it on everyone else's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have like the rule of three and it's all like, you know, as you said, do what you will so long as it harms none. Right. And it's like, and as you said, like with hoodoo and other um, traditions. Yeah. What if I was harmed first? Exactly. They and started then- it. and then um oh wait there was something i know i'm jumping around there was something you said earlier we were we had a witchy happy hour Mm -hmm. um before um a couple days before this and one of the women i think it was elizabeth said that she had spoken to was it a buddha or a hindu the shaman was the shaman so maybe and they were saying that they don't actually believe in his eyes. It wasn't, they didn't believe they were all different gods. Oh. It was just the same one with different faces so that people would. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that different people could have what they need to go to the same God, but just have like different. It just reminds me like, you know, just changing faces. Yes, yes. So it's basically God is still this one energy, but there are these th- these different faces for people to feel comfortable about. Because like even with with Catholicism, I'm I grew up Episcopalian, so I didn't have all the saints. But in Catholicism has all these saints, and I'm kind of like, well, how can you have one God? But you have like you have Mary, you have Saint Peter, you have you know all these different saints, and I'm like, how does that work? But I, but it makes sense because it all it's, it's almost like like in that sense, people are 
looking at it like God is delegating different things, you know, like, <laughs> but even, even with like mythology, like Greek mythology, you know, we have Venus for love. We have, you know, Mars or Aries for, you know, the war, um, you know, or even the Orishas, like, you know, we have all of these different gods and goddesses instead of just one. And I, you know, I guess it depends on your personal belief system. Yeah. Cause I thought about it. I was like, right. I have thought about that. Like, what if there is just only one, mm. one creator, whoever mm -hmm. you call him, God, Buddha, whoever, and it's just the same person for like, and no matter what religion or yeah. creed, whatever you believe in, yeah. same person, different faces, and we're all praying to the same creator. That makes sense to me. And I like it. In some, in some respects, but then in other things, when things where things aren't going so well in the world, I'm like, well, I don't know if that theory works so well. I, about just, about one or many many because in some other beliefs mm -hmm. i don't if we're all praying to the same god then that doesn't make sense either because then why would the same one that we're praying to oppress others it's just so yeah and you know that's it's like i hear that argument a lot especially like in the african tradition like mm -hmm. you'll hear people say well yeah, well, you're praying to Jesus, but where was Jesus during slavery? You know, and, and I don't know what to tell you, but my feeling about all of those things, mm -hmm. I believe like in my my belief about what God is has changed considerably. Like, I don't see God as a person. I see God as an energy. It's mm -hmm. not a it's not necessarily totally a conscious kind of energy, yeah. but I feel that all of us, we each are acting activating that power one way or another but mm -hmm. it's like if you don't know and, and the thing is some people are using it for bad we you know we talk about using yeah. power for good but you know we have other people waging war and they're also using that that power you know you you, you read about um you read about like like kings you know and things in the past and they had mages they had people waging war and doing mm -hmm. negative things using magic so it's kind of like People just need to understand that this power exists, but it also exists within them and they need to know how to access it the correct way. But at the same time, you have people from different who want different things. And that's when things like wars happen. Yeah. And it just reminded me of um, Meg from Witch With Me mm -hmm. had a post and i'm i'm looking for it in her group and i think she posted on on social media as well and saying some, the same thing like you were saying that people people use their magic for good people who use it for bad in our opinions um mm -hmm. and they're not worried about whether they're worthy enough or because people I said when that. it comes to magic <laughs> people say that she used to do um yeah yeah uh, when people when it comes to magic and you've said this too, um, that we get caught up in if we're worthy, she said, yes, we're worthy enough, yes. and we're deserving yes. and all that. And but there are people who are using magic in ways that we would not want yes. to use it. And they're not worrying about whether they're worthy or whatever. And it doesn't matter. Magic, the energy doesn't does isn't isn't judging you. It's not it's a neutral. Thing. Exactly. It's neutral. So all you have to do is just believe. <laughs> I don't think she's even you have to believe you just. No, no, just know what you want to do, put, do the spells, do the timing and everything, and it'll happen, but it doesn't have to do with you internally thinking exactly. like, oh, I'm not worthy of doing this. Cause they're, it's they're, true. 
It's true. Now, I've definitely I mean, I will definitely have to find Meg's piece, but I I knew that she and I agreed on a lot of things and we do. But I have definitely said that, like in the the last manifestation challenge I did at the beginning of the year, one of the things one of the, the struggles that people have are like believing that I'm worth it or that I deserve it. I'm like, that does not come into it at all. It never does. The only thing that you have to believe in that this is that this power exists and it's neutral, yeah. you know, so so it's like it's like electricity. You know, you can use electricity to to cook your food. You can do it, use uh, electricity to heat your home, but people can also use electricity to create, you know, weapons or um, they can also use it to uh, electrocute a person. So it's neutral. You just have to remember or, or understand that, that that power, that magic exists and you need to access it. If you waste time worrying about, do I deserve it? Am I worthy? That's just that's just confusing stuff. And, and the, it, it doesn't know what to do with that. So you have to own your power. That's what my course Own Your Power is all about. It's like the power is there and it's not about um, it's not about deserving, because as we were saying before, like there's so many people who are doing awful things to the earth and to mm-hmm. other people, and they're not stopping to think whether they're being a good person or if they deserve it, they just want what they want. So I feel like any of you, dear listeners, who have ever been grappling with that thing that you want, that thing that you desire, that you don't stop and worry about whether or not you deserve it. If you want it, you want it, go for it. Yeah, I'm like trying to find it. (laughs) <laughs> she, has, she has a group that she posted in yes, I don't know if it's, the shoreline which is shoreline magic yes so you have which to go the in there because I don't know if that's a private thing so I don't want to share it and then you oh. know you just wanted to keep it in that group ah oh, I think I found it oh okay haha <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so she says witchcraft is not merit-based witchcraft has no prosperity gospel yep. here's the thing no one gets results in witchcraft by deserving them um, and then she says, okay, well, that statement is super broad, but hear me out where I want to go with this because I think it's helpful. This is to, this is to say, if you think your spells should work because you are a good person with good intentions, you mm-hmm. are not going to get the results you want. Right. To be clear, things like pouring love into your spells and with positive intentions are important and can and do help a spell immensely. So can aligning our values and actions. This is not what we are talking about. We are talking about passive hoping of magical reciprocity um, activated by some unknown and moving target of good, good enoughness. But, but it is simply not your good deeds or happy thoughts that ultimately power the spell. Similarly, it is not your bad deeds or past failures that stop a spell from working. This is a very Christian concept of worth mm-hmm. and is not very translatable to success and magic. And then she says, why do you think uh, I preach using witchcraft for positive ends? Because there are plenty of bad actors doing powerful, successful witchcraft. They know they can be big bags of dicks and still (laughs) magically succeed. We all can, which is why positive magic is so crucial to um, her practice and teachings. My point here is magic is the manipulation of energy as a means to an end. 
period. You learn how to practice it, not deserve it. You form relationships with the cosmos, the natural word, world, ideas of worth, morals, and other humans to bolster your magical allyships and even broader horizons of your power. You experience how to manipulate time and perception. You develop a rock solid intuition and develop trust in your skills of craft. We are operating in our own, we are operating in our corner of the universal energetic web. We cast spells to wriggle the webbing and the shout over here, energy. I need money, love, etc. We trap things more easily with vibrating, glistening strands powered by the cosmos and earth and our will. And she has continued in the comments, but that yes. is Ro- Rosenberg from which Ro- Rosenbrier. 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 Now that was um, in the group or in the, uh, in IG? It's in both. It's also on the, her IG post. I will go back and find that because that is amazing. That's exactly what I believe. So, yeah, you're saying energy over here, over here. And then in the Christian way of praying, you're taught to sort of like beg, like, please, God, please help me, blah, 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 blah. That energy does not budge with that because you're you're coming from that place of maybe this will work or mm-hmm. I don't know, or do I deserve it? And so right. there's a lot of a lot of that programming works against magic because like if you grew up with that thing of i need to deserve something or i need to be worthy you'll never your your magic will definitely not work because you're kind of stuck in that place of oh but do i deserve it do i you know so when i was doing that challenge at the beginning or the end of last year and asking people like what's your biggest struggle and there were people who did say feeling worthy you know or do i deserve it and mm-hmm. when you get caught in that kind of thinking that gets in the way of your magic. So as best as you can, just remember that this is programming that you need to release because magic does not, magic only needs you to believe in it and believe in yourself and to believe that you are magical. You don't, you don't have to believe that you're worthy. That's not even, it doesn't even come up. Yeah. So do your magic, work your magic. Do your magic. And I'm going to say even, maybe you don't even have to believe in yourself. Just believe that magic is magic. That's what I'm saying. It's true. Just believe that the magic works. You don't have to believe in yourself, you know? So like even in my in my book that, that I will finish writing one of these days, um, I'm like, you know, when I was starting out and looking at books and looking for stuff, I was like, I just want to know that magic exists. Because like if someone mm-hmm. could just convince me that magic exists, um, then I'll, I'll really just be able to go for it. And, you know, and, and so when I was writing my book, I wanted to make sure that, yeah, that's all right, everybody, it works. It exists. It's older than you. Now go forth and do your magic. <laughs> I have and part of a, I have magical art in my apartment. And so one of the uh, people, I think it's Alexis Raccoon. Okay. Um, she's on Instagram and she has one of these things that says magic is real. I know it and I am it. Yes. And it, yeah, so I don't, so we started talking about witchcraft and we got all the way over here um, to really help. Really, the point is whatever your path is, whatever you want to study, it doesn't matter. All you need to know is that magic exists. Magic yes. is real. You are it. And even if you don't believe it, continue practicing magic, continue yes. believing it and keep doing it. And eventually you will believe and you will know that you are a powerful, badass, spiritual practitioner. Amen. Well said, Empress Shoshana. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think I think you said all that needs to be said. Okay. So we can we can wrap up if you're if you're ready. I'm ready. 
Okay, I think we can wrap up. Um, thank you, dear listener, for listening all the time. And we would love to know if you want to join us in the Red Soul Flower Magic Family Facebook group. Please come on and join us and share with us. Are you in? Are you in a coven? Um, what is your practice? Are you in another, a different coven, or because there are different types of Wiccan mm-hmm, covens? Mm-hmm. There's also a different type of groups that are initiated. I know when we first started talking, I want Carly to talk about the Granny Appala- Appalachian Mountain Magic. I, I can't remember yeah, that. But that was low, that was like that was folk magic. It was sort of like hoodoo for yeah. white for white people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But no worries. So I love learning all different types of magical, magical paths. So whether you're in folk magic or whatever, just come in and just, you know, say, hey, let us know. In the group, I want to let you know that on Wednesdays and some other days, mm-hmm. uh, Carla and uh, Carla and I come into the group and we do Reiki, we do readings to really help to help us all like cleanse and clear our energy and to get clarifying messages from the spirit guys so that we can take the messages and really Go out there and make something magical happen. All right, then that that's it. Then <laughs> go make, as you said, go forth and make some magic happen. Exactly, guys. Thanks for listening to us. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love this episode, and we know you did, please share and tell all your spiritual friends. If you have a question or comment, or just want to tell us how fantabulous we are, please send all praise to witchyandwoo at gmail. That's W-I-T-C-H-Y-A-N-D-W-O-O at gmail.com. You can also join the Red Soul Flower Magic Family Facebook group to continue the conversation. Until next time, may your manifestations come to fruition.